Whoa, whoa, whoa. This episode is oh, so cool. We are sponsored by the Beer Hall, as in H-A-U-L. These guys are based out of the Drover's Rest in Carlisle, and they are your premium suppliers for avant-garde alcohol. So if you'd be interested in getting some beers delivered anywhere in the UK, Woo. it's thebeerhall.co.uk. That's H-A-U-L. Shit. Welcome, 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 and welcome to A Space for Oddities. I am Katie, and I am going to be the teacher today. I am Vincent, and I am during many welcomes. That was a lot of welcomes. Well, I am just so welcome. The first recording post-Christmas, I am the um, the ghost of Christmas present. The ghost of Christmas welcome. The ghost of and Christmas welcome. And that makes welcomes. me the studente. The studente. Oh. Al dente pasta. Al den- yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm an al dente student, I think. I'm not quite fully cooked. But yeah, somebody yeah. might appreciate the state that I'm in. And you've got I a slight hardness. Yeah. You could be formed. <laughs> Beautiful. Right, well, let's let's get down to business Do to defeat, defeat the, the Huns. Huns. Um so let's get down to business. Yeah, I know Genghis Khan is, <laughs> is shaking in his boots after that musical. Oh, number. I know. I'd well be shaking after, after his boots because we're doing a really hardcore, whoa, hard hitting, mm. edgy. We're doing cottagecore today, folks. Super edgy. Super edgy. I, I don't mean... actually... Well, I'm not going to besmirch it just yet. I don't actually know what it is. It just doesn't sound very edgy. Oh, it's soft, fluffy. It's like a, a lovely cardigan. Oh, yes. A Did you get cardigan. a cardigan at cottagecore? No, 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 no. No, no, I got no, it no. at Urban Outfitters. Urban Outfitters. It was next L. to a Lord Vinyl LP, which was £85 for some reason. <laughs> oh, the homeware, though. Yeah, mm. I could go for some of that. Eighteen pounds a spoon, would you believe? Eighteen pounds for a teaspoon. <laughs> but boy, is it trendy! Great ass. for doing cocaine off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God, it's such a cocaine shop in it it, is, urban outfitters. Yeah. We we um we went to when we were on holiday a couple of months ago. We'd just been down to visit Gabby's family, mm. and uh, we went into an urban outfitters in Bristol, and I looked around and I said. All the people that are cool don't actually come in here, but the people that want to be as cool as the people that they think shop in Urban Outfitters do come in here. Urban Outfitters diss. I know. They're sh- they're, along with Genghis Khan, they're yeah, absolutely yeah. terrified of my lyrical onslaught. Well, I think there'd be a lot of cottagecore items within Urban Outfitters because oh, it's right trendy I'm now. I'm sorry about like dissing your... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this is my topic before we no, no, no. It's it's an interesting one. I mean, you know, I say it's soft and fluffy, but we're going to be able to explore the following sort of deeper themes. We've got, you know, lockdown living, modern internet, internet diversity, art history. You know, we can. Yeah, there's some chunkiness actually. There's a bit of like, do you know, like in a yogurt, you get the occasional chunk of fruit. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's a bit like that. I think I think we should make our listeners aware. We're currently recording through what I can only describe as a heavy rainstorm. Monsoon. <laughs> Monsoon. We, we, we're doing your favorite. We're nice. We should do a nice... Do you know, like the man on Headspace, Andy? And I don't um, know his name, but oh, I, I, Andy? I had Headspace when it first came out. I, yeah. I, don't, I used it and I was like, oh, this is nice. Mm. So I've never done like a guided meditation before. Mm. And then I kind of just dropped out of it. Oh, I love it. I love it. I've been doing it for years now. 
Oh yeah, that's you great. Like the paid membership and everything. Yeah, well, what you do is you you pretend to cancel and they go, oh, don't go, don't go, and they give it your half price. Oh, fantastic! Like <laughs> Adobe. Yeah, everybody goes, oh no, but we're gonna do. I could do a soft. The, the rain is 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 pouring in. Mm. You're gonna sit down, close your eyes. You've got a nice cup of herbal tea in mm. the background. The sheep are in the barn. <laughs> You're in your hand knitted fleecy blanket. The, the crops are being watered for you tonight. Oh, it's the cottage court dream. Feet are by the fire. Feet are by the fire. Um, I mean, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna hit you with a proper definition of cottage court. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, before we get too carried away. I'm just trying to take you on this wistful um, visualisation. I liked the, the sheep are in the barn one. <laughs> As if I'd be like, oh no, the sheep! <laughs> well, it's pissing it down. You don't want the sheep to, to be all soggy. Well, I mean... I found in my top pocket, I found an Ikea pencil. Is going behind my ear. I'm ready for anything now. Oh, you look you very studente. Very studente. So, cottage court is an aesthetic, I can't speak, aesthetic uh, lifestyle movement that idealizes Western, note Western, rural and pastoral, which means sort of shepherding, herds, money, stuff, life. And it's become super popular on the internet, particularly over the lockdown, as I say. As people wanted to become more cosy, I assume. Yeah, yeah. I Have mean, more hygge. Hygge. I mean, the, their phrase was coined a few years ago on Tumblr, but it was only really recently it's come to a bit of an explosion. And I'm going to hit you with the first picture. So, at a Space for Oddities on Instagram, you'll be able to see all these lovely pictures. Check them that out. I'm going to show Vinny. So oh, this okay. is just a general sense and vibe of cottage I'm showing Vinny oh, now. Oh, do you know where, where that looks just like? Yeah. Um, I'm going to describe the pictures as a to the listeners right now mm. there is a small orchard with a lovely little fence and gate mm. there is a goose or a duck i'm not sure which one it I'd is i'd say goose a feathered friend Very and he's cute. he's he's cheekily looking at the apples as if he's going to be stealing one of those mm. apples there's a nice hedgerow it's very english countryside mm. um it looks like the kind of thing that someone's like well-to-do grandparents have yes and it's really yeah, yeah. nice but i'll tell you what this reminds me of mm. this reminds me of just near penrith acorn bank have you been to acorn, acorn bank? bank no yeah. that sounds they, nice they have low they famously have um i think it's like oh, 30 breeds of apple and they have like this lovely oh. orchard and it, it's kind of oh. fenced off a little bit like this image but this image is very green it's it without the the goose or the duck there. Mm. It would just be dense green. It's nice to have mm. this sort of breakup of white. Yeah, and it's it's got just a sort of general nice vintagey. I would say on Visco that was M five or A four oh, code. Okay, and I, I, I used Visco for a short while. Yeah, um, but then it got cool and i was like oh i'm way too cool oh no for this. way too cool yeah. I, I don't shop at urban outfitters i don't use visco i know no, exactly I'm like you can kind of sum me up like oh yeah i did an arts degree but not the one you <laughs> thought i did yeah <laughs> i love this guy i like i like the a4 and m5 codes and c1 if i want something colorful sounds like you're playing like battleships yeah <laughs> right Enough of this nonsense okay now. i'm sorry nonsense 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 <laughs> i'm pressing the nonsense button nonsense <laughs> oh my word lockdown living cottage core living that's uh, yeah okay <laughs> lockdown living sounds like a, a terrible youtube song to me lockdown living i was locked down living hey i've got my i've got my auto harp like um 
um, fucking what's the face? <laughs> I'm gonna need some more context. The Western Dolly Bird, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. She Dolly plays Bird. the auto harp. Yeah. Bloody hell! I I'm didn't sure know she that. does, or somebody does near her. <laughs> a neighbour yeah. just drifts in she's like oh I could record on air <laughs> it's a little I like your little Dolly Parton voice it's a little um, monkey that follows her around <laughs> a very well tra- is it um, Bobo the Gorilla do you remember that <laughs> thing that could do sign language people said it was just a person in a suit yeah oh no because she because she was really sad when Robin Williams passed away wasn't she yeah it's so strange that, it is. that a gorilla could possibly have the the context of missing a celebrity. Well, no, because he hung out with her loads. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I thought this person just idolised like a comic from... <laughs> she just loves the film Flubber. <laughs> loves it. Is, it. is that Robin Williams? Yeah. I was going to say, like, broke a heart watching Patch Adams or Aladdin or something. <laughs> oh, Flubber's the best. Flubber is the best. We'll do a podcast on that next series. I've, we got Flubber from blockbusters once and i remember the case was lime green yeah baby and i was very unimpressed by the film if i remember right oh i loved it i loved it but anyway cottage called lockdown living lockdown living so like people like like do you know like this covid stuff this lockdown i know yeah 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 yeah. you know all these people are cooped up in tiny little flats in the middle of built-up areas for months on end it's no surprise really that people have been like trying to escape to this art and idealized way of living you know, getting away from it all, getting some trees into your life, taking up hobbies such as, you know, sourdough baking, <laughs> embroidery. Sourdough baking. Sourdough baking. I, get, I, I did heavy eyebrows when I said that. Um, but, you know, there's, you can get a lot of escapism. 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 <laughs> I was adding too many, many like, I was, too many Zs. I was like a zipper, but with two zipper bits. <laughs> Do you know what, what they're called? Like the tabby bits on the, on the zip. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> there must be a special word for that. Do you think I'm some kind of zip expert ready to <laughs> yeah. pull out my zip facts? <laughs> Is that what you've done for your next episode? Oh, my goodness. I mean, not everybody even gets the chance, but even ends up running away to become a farmer. But it's nice. And I personally do love cottagecore because it's so, like, all about the things that I'm interested in. You know, living close to nature, mm-hmm. traditional crafts, gardening. But it's all like super pretty and light and feminine. Um, very Hufflepuffy, if you're into that sort of thing. I, I, know, I know what Hufflepuff is, as in like from Harry Potter. Yeah. But how, how can something be Hufflepuffy? Like they don't even explore it in the film. Oh, 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 well, I mean, you need to sort out your headcanon then. What? <laughs> Have you not, what? The phrase head canon? No, I don't know that phrase. Oh, so if something's canon, it means it's. Canonically accepted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, sort of Fantastic Beasts is canon. But head canon is like, you think of it and it's official in your head. Oh, so I've my heard head... of that as like theory crafting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh, that sounds much posher. Yes, yes, yes. But I think just adding a little bit of cottage core into your day is sure to make it nicer. So if that's, you know, sat in front of the telly and you might do a bit of sewing or you might hand make, hand bake some muffins on a Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. You know, just nice little mm, mm, mm. And we've got other related aesthetics. We've got goblin core. Goblin core. Goblin core, which is a bit more androgynous. It's a bit more heavy. It's a bit more like green goblin-y mushrooms. We've got fairy core which is a bit more floaty, f- butterflies, sparkle. We've got grandma core, uh, which is a bit more sort of grandma-y. 
I don't know how to describe it. And I'm, it got I'm picturing like quilts and yeah. um, fake flowers covered in dust. Mm, yeah, yeah, sort of teapots. The Radio Times. Radio Times. Did you get a Christmas Radio Times? I didn't know. You didn't? No. Whoa. Did, wait, is that something you do? I mean, not me, my dad. I was going to say, like, <laughs> I, I have the internet, so I don't see the purpose of it. But you're a dad now and you have to buy the Radio Times. Yeah, I guess so. Next <laughs> Christmas I'll buy you it. I... This, this year I realised after becoming a father that yeah. I like Marmite. That's a, that's a whole new revelation for that's me. That's interesting. You won't even have the hormonal upheaval of pregnancy oh, to man. change tastes. I just cry all the time now, though. Oh, oh do you? Honestly, yeah. Oh, I'm a, whole, mate. I'm a whole different emotional being now. Is that just because you're knackered? No, I was like... <laughs> Like the first week we had him home, yeah. I was just crying looking at him. Oh, that's <laughs> sweet. Just overcome with emotion. Yeah, I was just like, oh, look at this. It's mini me. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. I mean, you could put baby core. Baby core. Essentially, get a word and put it in front of the word core. You've mm-hmm. got yourself an aesthetic. Okay. So, I what mean, would your aesthetic be, would you say? Oh, mine is definitely like. Um, how do I describe Chipboard this? Chipboard core? Yeah. Yeah, no, that works really well. Because I wear lots of clothes that people that work in trades wear, but yes. I don't do any of the trade work. No, no, no. You've yeah, got soft, have... soft hands of a designer. Yeah, but I have the hard wearing of car. <laughs> car hats. Yeah. Love it. I love it. Yeah, we'll go for that. Chipboard core. Chipboard core. Definitely. Yeah, we'll make you a mood board. I mean, mood boards are like a major thing in aesthetics. Oh, okay. And stuff. Do people just like sort of share them like, hey, this is my cottagecore movie. Oh my goodness. Pinterest, Instagram, Tumblr are your main internet sources. Just to note, the suffix core derived from the 80s hardcore music scene. As in hardcore punk? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Cooler. Okay. That was like the first proper usage. So I'm going to show you a, a little cheeky little mood board for Dark Academia. Dark Academia. Is that a book? No, it's, it's an aesthetic. Oh, okay. Um, so it's the only one that isn't something core, okay, which is quite so amusing. What I'm looking at here is probably a mood board that could be applied to the Harry Potter films. Um, mm. you've Dark got... Academia is very Ravenclaw. Okay, okay. you're losing <laughs> me further now. I know, I know. I need to stop it with my... Um, you've got things on here that are classically artsy, such as busts. Mm. Um, you've got like fine china... You've got like framed old photos. Mm. You've got some very kitsch stuff like a coffee cup, a sign that says he's either a madman or a poet uh, and brogues. So they're they're a little bit kitsch. But then you've got some really nice sort of uh, gothic uh, architecture such as marble staircases, uh, arched windows and mosaic floors. So... Yeah, I like it. Everything is hmm. very sepia on that uh, yeah. page. Yeah, Dark Academy is a bit dark. It's just an example of like mood boards. So you'll find a lot of people uh, making mood boards for their sort of aesthetic. You know, it's it's sort of quite nice to sort of put things together. You might put little outfits together. You might put a few, you know, ooh, little plants here and a little doodle and a bit of type. So it's just quite a cute little way of sort of having a, a vibe. Yeah, I don't aesthetic. I don't I don't dislike the the dark academia things mm. I saw. It comes across as a little bit pretentious as if they're like oh, that definitely. kind of person would like go to Costa to read their Emily Bronte collections. And then just buy a black coffee. Yeah, oh I just buy black coffee. I mean <laughs> I like black I love black coffee. I try not drink it because it gives me the shakes. Oh, okay. It it's... gives me the poos oh major (laughs) major major poos i have to be careful at work but anyway that's we'll not go into that (laughs) um 
just to sum up this little intro, is that writers, a writer I saw it, describe cottagecore, this is a new word for me, prelapsarian. 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 Can I, do you want me to try and do some etymology on that? Yeah, yeah, go on. So ahead. if something is arian, it's a body of something, so librarian. Mm. Um, you know, it's yeah, yeah. arian is the body, so you are a person that works within the library, it's an mm. a, you are not arian not like the Aryan rice. No, we're talking with an I, not a Y. Yes. Uh, and then prelapse, I assume, is just looking back before something went wrong. So <gasps> prelapsarian would be imagining a life before the lockdown living. Lockdown living. Oh, You're baby. really, 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 really close. Oh, cool. You're really close. It's... Um, uh, looking back to a time before the fall of humankind. Oh, Jesus. Um, Wait, when did we fall? Oh, Garden of Eden. Wow. We're that, going that back. Early. We're going way back. <laughs> We're going really way back here. So we, we literally fell when, well, like, that apple, that I was mean, our fall. I mean, we've said this before, women are terrible, should have bloody not eaten that apple. Gordon Bennett, what shocking. They, what are they good for other than subjugation? Oh, shocking. Just get the babies out and be on your way. No. <laughs> um, put up zone, so it's, you know, time state. And, you know, we're talking innocence and unspoil, uh, sort of, ooh, utopic, ooh, nice. Oh, I'm frolicking in a meadow with my goats. I get it. It's like an idealised... You're looking at something that it's not as if it's the future, as if it's going to happen. It's as if it has happened and it's idealised, it's mm. perfect. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get you. Sweet. Right, well, I'm going to hit you with some... Cla- we've, we've talked a little bit. You've, you've talked through us our Dark Academia mood board. I'm going to hit you now with a list of things that are very clackic. That's also classic. That's classic, but you've got braces. That's classic. <laughs> that's classic, and I've just had a large amount of toffee. Yeah. And my tongue st- or peanut butter where you know it's dead claggy oh yeah khaki khaggy khaggy <laughs> remember the hand of clag the hand of clag I don't know remember oh we'll not go into hand of We're clag lost. just yet I'm, I've got a big list to go through are you ready okay <sighs> I'm going to have a little sip of beer oh is it going to be like a you're going to like roll them off mm. you're just going to fire through them yeah I'm going to fire I, through them I will wave you down if I want to pause you on anything of, of note no no don't let me go through oh okay put right. a pin in it if you want it okay right plants Candles, embroidery, baking, farming, gardening, gingham uh, fabric, bees, goats, flowers, vintage furniture, cottages, cakes, teacups, vegetables, fairy lights, that strawberry dress, which I will come to, old books, peasant dresses, pottery, frogs and toads, mushrooms, Beatrix Potter, picnics, trees and hills, recycling, apples, chickens, forests, linen. Oh my god, I'm so cottagecore. You're so cottage. I, I love like, it. Isn't it good? I like all of that. All of those things are amazing. Like that that is actually kind of I, I do aspire in the future for us to move out of a city and somewhere where we can have chickens and we all That's cottagecore. You're cottagecore. Oh and I even know what that strawberry dress is. You know the strawberry dress. Um yes. yes. My wife explained my wife. it to me in the lockdown. Yeah, it was such a lockdown thing. It was. But they're like four hundred quid, aren't they? They are yeah disgustingly expensive you can get like a i was tempted by a knockoff one online for like 15 quid and i thought should we give context to the listeners here i'll let you take this away because if you don't know what that strawberry dress is (laughs) it's just a bit of a waffle at the moment that strawberry dress is um well a dress that has strawberries on it it's it's a beautiful it is really pretty like and it's sort of a pink tool which is that sort of shift like 
a fluffy, see-through-y thing. It's fitted around the waist. It's quite low-cut. It's got big, poofy sleeves. And it's covered in to- loads of little glittery strawberries. Dead frilly. Super feminine. It's got a large, bowing-out skirt. Yeah, yeah. It's the kind of thing you would wear to, like, a really nice garden party. Yeah, like a nice uh, picnic. But it, But it's not, like... It's not overly sexy and it's not overly cutesy. It's somewhere in the middle. I think that's a good way of putting it. It's not super sort of you'd put a kid in it. But again, it's not super like, ooh, ooh, velvet, sleek, ooh, sort of thing. It's quite... That is that mm. is something I feel like I've missed out on because I've I've had a son. Mm. Uh, and uh, secretly I was like, yeah, son would be great. I want a son. But I I have a lot more passion over women's clothes than I do men's clothes. Mm. Men's clothes is just shirts, jeans and boots. Yeah. But like women's I'm like, oh my god, jumpsuit. Look like, at this. I'm gonna be Whoa. I'm gonna be a little bit sad that I can't like buy like awesome dresses and mm, there's time yet. Well if he chooses that. But well, like there's... but for me to just be like, hey you're gonna wear this dress. I mean that's probably you know, not right. You might, you know, when when the vans are rocking don't come a knocking, you might have a, a little baba girl in the future. Yeah, but think? we don't have a van. In the future, when you have your cottage core ideal, yeah, is which it, I believe you will. Vans have got to be part of cottage. Oh core, yeah, surely. yeah, yeah. I, I believe in you. I think you've got the power between you, you both to yeah. be cottage core. Um, allotments, they're cottage. Core. Allotment, allotments are so cottage core, but you've got to keep it up. You can't have a scrabby. Well, we we had room. an allotment for a while. I was going to say you did, that didn't. That felt you? a disrepair. It was doing really, really well, yeah. and there were three of us involved, and we just couldn't find the time to. We ended up with double the size we originally wanted. Oh my goodness! And it's not a lot of space, but it, it, when you put like bloody fifteen types of vegetable and mm. all sorts on it, it is just time consuming. If you want to be a hundred percent self sustainable, it's a full time job. Yeah, it's a full time job to be completely. You know, it's you know you might do a bit, but to be completely living off the land, full time job. It's so hard, it? and the, I mean, I saw a really good meme the other day that was like, "It's only cost me eight hundred pounds, but it is thirty pence worth of tomatoes that I've managed yeah. to harvest from my eight hundred pounds uh, of equipment and yeah. materials, forty <laughs> hours of blood, sweat, and tears for thirty p <laughs> worth of tomatoes." <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. Oh, Lord. But the strawberry dress is divine. So if anybody wants to buy me the strawberry dress... I'll have one too, actually. Yeah, I think that would make a cute... We could do the um, the Shining Twins in the hallway. The Shining... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in our strawberry dresses, that'd be nice. I thought, like, when you said the Shining Twins, I didn't think of the horror film, The yeah. Shining. I thought of two twins that were, like, shining and beautiful. <laughs> Doing a shoe shine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't want to get, like, shoe polish all over the strawberry dress. Oh, no, that would that'd be, be a That'd be really idea. sad. Really said. Right, we're going to do uh, the serious section. Oh gosh! Now, are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> we've, we've done this light, fluffy nonsense. I feel like. Do you think our podcast's quite serious and political? I think I made it quite political talking about Carl Rittenhouse in the last episode. <laughs> uh, but normally, we probably just skirt around things yeah. unless one of us trips up onto something we're quite passionate about. Mm, yeah. I'm going to talk about diversity and cottage core. Okay. Uh, and it's, you know, anybody, you know, as with all internet things, you know, you, everybody's welcome to be part of cottage core, but it's so worth noting that in, in a sort of general surface level stuff, when you do your initial Pinterest search, you're going to see the majority thin white women. Mm-hmm. You I know. know. I know exactly where you're going with it. <laughs> I have my own problem with diversity and something I'm passionate about. Okay. Which is the outdoors. Ah. Um, mm. 
it, there is so many things I love doing in the outdoors: hiking, camping, especially mm. especially skiing. Um, I have been skiing about six times, and I have only seen one person of color once. Yeah, uh, and it's just like, wow! Mm. Like, th- there's definitely people that have passions for it and interests for it, and could afford it and want to go. But it's just so white dominated <laughs> that it must yeah. feel absolutely horrendous. Yeah, looking around and being like, I don't see any of my peers around me. Mm. Oh God, yeah. I mean, and, and you know, we've got it. If you were, uh, you did a little. Oh, that sounds quite cute. I might be into cottage going. You look, and it's literally thin white women. You sort of go, Oh, right, okay. But the thing is, because it's an internet phenomenon. Uh, and you know super popular in the sort of well i'd say vast majority millennial gen z Mm -hmm. there's a lot of discourse about diversity within culture so it's like an ongoing thing now but but the internet is pretty much the the play park of the pretty white skinny woman do you know what i mean like (laughs) you don't really need to do too much to be successful as a pretty white woman on the internet yeah i think well here we go. Well, it's it, I'm not discriminating against no, any, but what no. I'm what I'm trying to say is there are a lot of creepy guys out there that'll do just about anything to stare at a pretty person and have them respond mm. to them. So it's easier to make these followings and to gain an audience when you fit the hegemonic standard for beauty. Mm. I think there's you know. Um what am I trying to say? I mean, did you, see, did you see that news article of that girl who was selling farts in a jar? And hospitalised <laughs> herself. Because she tried to fart too much. Um, but there is obviously, like, people of colour in the cottagecore area. Um, and I think just for a better shout-out representation, uh, I'll give you, give you some people to have a look at. Um, we've got Alexis Nicole. Now, she's not, like, really super typically... Um, um, sort of Kachikori, but she's called the Black Forage at Black Forager, and she's just, and so it's obviously like sort of mushrooms, baking, cooking, nature, foraging. Super Kachikori. Ever seen a Black Forager? Oh, she's so cool. She's American, and she's just got the most amazing energy. She's just like so enthusiastic. Like the passion she has mm. for it is amazing, and she does like the most amazing recipes from stuff she made like her entire. Thanksgiving dinner with stuff she foraged and it was wow. all like super vegan-y. It was amazing. And then actually during this research, uh, I discovered somebody called Dominique, which is at K-A-R-A-Y-I-I-B. So... Karib? 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 Uh, but she's like classic cottagecore Instagram, you know, pictures of her chilling out in a dress. Ooh, pictures of some bacon she's done. But her feed is just so sumptuous. And I'll show you a picture oh, of you her. Like a... That's her. Oh, yes. Pretty, yeah? Do you know what this reminds me of? Lovely. This is a photo of a, a black woman in profile in a garden. She's got like a leather satchel to her side and she's wearing a very Victorian sort of, um, is it a boa hat? Is that what they call them? Ooh, or I boating would... hat? Ooh, I think it's just, yeah, a, hat, a nice sort of light summery it's, hat. It's tied round a ponytail with silk and mm. she's in like a sort of long flowing white dress. It reminds me of, what was that um, Netflix show that was very popular and the the queen was played by a black woman um, oh, Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Yes. That's a very Bridgerton image to me. Mm, I feel like Bridgerton's a bit uh, colourful and pointy. Yes. This is a bit more softer, but I totally see where you're coming from, that sort of That's historical what, that element. That was my instant... Yeah, 
yeah, yeah. But again, you've got this nice little soft sepia tone. Yeah. I mean, their entire feed's absolutely gorgeous. That was well shot as well. Like somebody's yeah, taken yeah. that properly. Oh yeah, all the photography. I mean, like the sort of the high, the top sort of cottage core people, their photography skills are shit hot. Okay. Like they've got really nice flat lays, lovely portraits, lovely landscapes. Like photography skills is really quite important. Uh, but it is interesting because cottage core sort of romanticizes parts of history where horrible shit like colonialism and slavery were happening. Yeah, so... that's kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I when I see someone in an old thatched cottage. I think, oh, that's beautiful. But then I also think slavery was still about when that house was built. Mm, yeah. Like, hmm. There was, there was, you know, the opinions of within that old cottage. <laughs> um, yeah, so, exactly. If the walls could talk. Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting. I said, we've got to make sure we cottage call with respect and responsibility. And I saw in one article, which sums it up really nicely, is, uh, and I quote, is cottage call truly for everyone when some of us dream of running away to the land while others struggle to take that land back. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things where it's like, I would love the... And, and it's not even me putting a plight on it that I'm subjugated in any way, like I've never had to deal with racism like mm. any uh, any other member of society may have had to. But I would love that ideal little cottage in the lakes. But we, as a millennial generation have got no chance because because <laughs> the generation say. before us bought up all the space and then hiked <laughs> yeah. all the prices. I was going to say, not a chance in it. I mean, I'd be lucky to buy a, a terrace house in, in Carlisle, let alone. Uh... I think I think <laughs> even if I bought a postage stamp and put it on the floor, I'd be struggling to pay for the amount of space <laughs> it takes. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, but on, a, on another side of the diversity within Cottage Court, we've got, there's a noticeable active lesbian and queer portion within Cottage Court. And, you know, there's quite a lot of theories and obviously lots of discourse about it all. But one of the reasons that I've seen crop up quite a few times is not being restricted by sort of patriarchal, heteronormative demands. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we can go back and and sort of, live in a time of past where it was really nice, but actually we can sort of rewrite it for ourselves and actually make it equal without any marginalisation. So that's, that's really cool. That That's nice. Like a, a taking back of history. Like I respect mm. and understand what, what the visuals and the style of things were in the past and mm. how people lived. But also this is how I live today and this is the person I am. So I'm going to adapt that to, to who I am mm. and what I want it to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's cool. I think um, it said, I think I saw one article like the hashtag Cottage Core Lesbian has like 5 million uh, views on TikTok or something. It's like quite a big part of Cottage Core, which is really cool. Cottage Core Lesbian. Just that, just that as a hashtag seems so strange to me. (laughs) Do you think? (laughs) Yeah. I guess it's because I've never been part of the LGBT community. Yeah. You have to flag these things such as gay, lesbian, yeah, trans, yeah. because it gives you your community. Mm. Whereas I'm the I'm the het cis. I'm the oh, I'm the norm. Bloody so hell, he's one of them folks. Do you know what I mean? It seems yeah, yeah. I wouldn't put cottage core straight. So it seems very <laughs> strange to me. Cottage, hashtag cottagecore cis het white dude. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me it seems really strange, but I totally understand it because it, it gives you a rally point for mm. community. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty cool that there's like there is that sort of diverse section of cottage core. And I, I think as well, if you if you think of these cottage buildings, people are idolizing. Mm. If you think of the where they truly exist in this country, if if a little hamlet 
of 10 buildings. Mm. Uh, if two of them were owned, one was owned by a lesbian couple and the other one a independent black mm. woman, I think the opinions and the, the thought processes of that little hamlet yeah, yeah. would be a myriad more interesting and less oh. dickish. I'd be great. What a cool community that would like a truly inclusive space in the Lake District. Yeah, exactly. That'd be welcome. Can you imagine like a little hamlet with like a little maypole in the middle? May. And there's no racial slurs. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that be great? (laughs) Right. Well, we'll set that up. We'll set that up like... Let's start that. Prince Charles, he set that village up down south. Did he? Yeah, he made his own village. Did he? It was weird. Charlie Land. Charlie Land. We're all going to eat 15 pounds oat cakes. (laughs) Um, So we mentioned the strawberry dress. Yes. And so we've got one other sort of area we can explore in Cottage Court, and that's body inclusivity. And obviously, you know, it's quite, you know, like I said, when you do your first initial Pinterest search, sort of obviously very slim women. But uh, the strawberry dress came to seize the day, and plus size model Tess Holiday uh, wore it on the red carpet. So I'm going to, you know what the dress looks like, but I'll show you a picture of good old Tess wearing it. It's Tess Holiday. Tess Holiday. <laughs> I didn't. I was. I'm vaguely aware of. Um, I have no person. idea who she is. She's got a very, very, two very neat sleeves. Yes, yeah, one got very with, neat sleeve. One with a very realistic portrait of somebody, and another of like neo trad. Yeah, I mean she's she's really pretty and she's super glam and she's like a really big influencer, mm-hmm. especially in sort of body inclusivity movement. Um, but she had she did call out the body the double standard in this dress and how it was received because uh, at first, um, you know, when she first wore it, everybody went, what the fucking state is that? And then after it came really popular over lockdown. Oh, she wore it before yeah, it was popular. Yeah, yeah. Like, she, that's a lovely dress, regardless of who's wearing it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, she tweeted, I like how this dress had me on worst dress lists when I wore it in January, but now because a bunch of skinny people wore it on TikTok, everyone cares, mm. which is quite um, quite amusing. Yeah, in a it's, sense. it's very much a double standard, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. It really is. So there ends the sort of more serious side. We've we've sort of we've looked into it. We've looked into the the problematic, maybe, and we're gonna go and we're gonna have a nice little stroll in that meadow with the goats. I'm gonna milk out the goats' teats, and right. out comes beer because we're gonna go <laughs> to the village pub. All oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Is that is that the, how they keep the village pub stocked? Yeah, the, uh, the, the special old, beer goat. The beer goat. We feed it hops all summer, yeah. and then by autumn he's ready for a good squeezing. I thought you were going to say he turns into a rabbit. <laughs> hops. Oh, hop. that took me a minute. Then I was thinking of the the dildo rabbits. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> right, okay. Because yeah. I was thinking of squeezing juices. We're on two different wavelengths. We are. Here. We I'm are. I'm dad jokes, and you're like a sexual maniac. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, it's all these um, thatched roofs. You really got you going. I was thinking of Ooh. people's thatched. Okay, I'm going to stop. Let's go to the pub. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, God. Oh, God. Get oh. us out of here. <laughs> just the... <laughs> that's just the instructions. It's, it's very store cold. <laughs> it's, it's the type of beer it is, is store cold. No, it's just a, a double dry hop tail, pale ale. <laughs> yes. A pale ale. Um, yeah, there's water, there's barley, there's wheats, there's oats, there's hops, and there's yeast. 
Well, yes, it's kind of what I would expect. That's kind of what's in a bit. I just thought it was quite... Oats and wheats and barley go. Brooding Kendall. Kendall. Lovely old Kendall. I don't go to Kendall often enough. I'm going to Kendall next week. Oh, anything exciting? Going to a business meeting. Oh. Yes, I will spot, stop by a local English pub and I'll have some grub by the fire. Lovely. Oh, you've got to have like a nice Sunday roast. Can I, can I take us to my favourite pub? Oh. My favourite pub is called the Mason's Arms. Oh. I've been going to it with my family since I was about a boy. Oh, this is a real one? A real pub. Oh. We've transported away from the Maypole. We are... We've whizzed round into the air we and are, it's gone... We are at my favourite pub, which is the Mason's Arms. It has... Three fires in it. Three bloody roasting. Fireplace. Oh, it's great. Roasting. If you if you catch yourself in the middle of them, yeah, you can get like there's two that are directly opposite one another, and then mm. there's one round the corner opposite the um, bar. Mm. So if you catch yourself on that corner of the bar, mm. amazing. Oh, the triangulation. Human being. But then when someone opens the door, which is directly adjacent to you, oh, fresh fresh breeze. I've never, I've never had such sensations of hot and cold in my life. <laughs> I felt like Wim Hof entering an iced lagoon. But where's the hotness? Uh, Wim's tasty little body. <laughs> tasty, <laughs> tasty little Wim Hof's in, tasty little body. In those okay. tasty little shorts. I'm gonna open up a bar called Wim Hof's tasty little body. <laughs> and everybody has to have ice, no yeah, matter yeah. what. Yeah, you've got to have ice in your drink, even if you have a mulled wine. I mean, that's the speciality. <laughs> yeah, mulled wine that's hot with ice in it. And you so have to, like, chew get, on the ice. You just get, like, sort of tepid wine. Mmm, thank yeah. you. Yeah, you'd probably end up melted and tepid, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a charming little pub. Yes, it's lovely, it's lovely. But we should discuss this beer that we're drinking. Yeah. This has been provided to us by our lovely sponsor. Beer Hall. I thought you were going to forget the name for a second then. You <laughs> it took me a minute. so confidently and I was like, is she? Is she? Hall. Is she? Hall. 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 Hall and Oats. We're drinking Oats. Hall. Hall. And the lovely Hall. Sandy is Sandy. The, the man who... No, please. I've please. done that before. He must have had it so many times. I've done, I've done it before on podcast. I can't help myself. I love Greece. He, uh, he runs the beer hall, which you should go to to buy your favourite and possibly ones you don't know of lovely craft beer delivered mm. around the UK and especially to the Mason's Arms in Lancashire. Oh! Mm. To the Mason's? Actually, technically, it could be Cumbria. I don't know its exact geographical location. Oh, is it one of that in the grey area where it's yeah. been Lancashire, Cumbria, Lancashire, Cumbria over the years? Yeah, it, it's mm. definitely on that border. Mm. Mm-hmm. Down south, bloody southerners. <laughs> You're from Lancashire. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the response I have. Aye. Aye. I've turned into um, an 18th century fisher person. Well, that would make sense. <laughs> I don't see why I... <laughs> that would make... I mean, that's that obviously... sense. That's obviously what, what's happened mm. here. I, um... The I, pixies have walked in. I uh, once went biking with my dad at, yeah. at this pub, the Mason's Harms, and we'd set off. I'd just got a new mountain mm. bike. I was about 14. Um, and we got into an area that they, him and his friends, referred to as the Somme. Oh, bloody hell. Because it, of the dense muddiness of love it. Love it. And um, we, it had snowed that day, and the snow was so high that we couldn't pedal through it. Oh. So it was supposed to be a, an hour and a half jaunt around and back mm. to the pub to meet my mum. It took us six hours. No. 
No, six yes. hours. Six hours. My mum was livid. I was going to say, and at some point, you just go, let's turn it back. And, and this, well, yeah, but you don't really know my dad that well. No, is he completionist No, he is very foolhardy. If he's going in the wrong direction, he will continue in that direction until he finds something that will correct his course. I see, and I see. when me and him are together... We both end up like this. <laughs> You're like, uh, no, no, we'll keep going. We, yeah, I'm very, um, we very much turn into sort of Laurel and Hardy type characters <laughs> where we keep making things worse, yeah. but have a great time doing it. That was long as you're having a good time. Yeah. Apart from your mum. I mean... Yeah, she is, she is very much long-suffering. Six hours in the... I could be absolutely arsehole at that point. I hope she wasn't driving. Uh, no, she was with my sister, who was only quite young at the time. Oh. So she was just sat there like... Because we were supposed to meet her for lunch. So she had waited and waited and then ordered lunch before, like, yeah. the, you know, before they stopped serving lunch, essentially. And yeah, we still sat it. there with, like, this six-year-old just, like... Uh, yeah, it'd be all right if you didn't have a six-year-old. Yeah, exactly. If it was just you, pop out to the shop, have a mooch about, pop back in the pub, oh, have another... Oh, th- there's no shops around as well. No. I should make this clear. It, the pub is on, like, a, a steep incline that takes mm. you over a pass onto... Um, the top of a uh, fell side. Oh, so that sounds it, nice. It's really nice, but there's no shop near. You're not no. gonna. You're not gonna pop to any shops. So I think she'll take a book next time. Eh? Yes, I think so. We should do a podcast. Pubs we have known. Pubs we have known. Pubs yeah. we have known. Or oh, section of this. The, yeah, and we we call it pubs. Publicly. Publicly amused. Yeah. Publicans. Pub- no, publican is the people who run the pub. Pub. We'll workshop it. We'll workshop it off air. Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably not worth workshopping on air. Us going pub. Pub. Public. Pub. Uh, public. Pub. Pub. Pubic lice. When you said you went cycling with your father in the pub, I imagined you both on pelotons. Oh, uh, yeah. In the middle of the By pub. By the fire, like but, sweating yeah, profusely. Like hot yoga, but like hot cycling. But we were generating fans pushing the heat around the room. That'd be really good. Or like powering the gas or something. The gas. <laughs> Do you know how gas works? No. <laughs> but it sort of moves things. <laughs> we could have had kinetic energy, like electricity, but gas, we'll be like pushing it through a tube with our mouths. Oh, yeah, aren't you bumholes? <laughs> we so you CO2 Providing eyes. a methane hookup. <laughs> oh, fart beer. I used to hate changing gas at King's Ed because oh. one time uh, Mikey said, don't lean over it. Because sometimes the thing on the top, like the... the uh, he knew somebody who went, blasted him in the forehead and he got brain damage. Wow. Because he changed gas leaning over it. Ooh. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it's all, it's like super compressed. Oh, it's terrifying. Um, for context, the King's Head is a pub that both myself and Katie have worked Pubs at. we have known. <laughs> da, da, da. Da. Pubs da, da, da. we have da. known. Oh, I could just do a very long monologue about pubs I've known. I've, I only tapped one beer there and got it horribly wrong. Oh, um, mate. got covered in it and oh, did you? promptly was never asked to do it again. No, but that's the best way. It's like, if somebody, oh, you do a, a kettle round and make everybody a really shit cup of tea and then you never have to do it again. See, that's the problem. I always make good brews, mm. but I once got told off by my employer for taking too long. What, to make a brew? To make the brews, because I was taking care to make sure everyone had the right brews. Oh. It took me like 15 minutes to break like eight brews. That's a long... What the fuck were you doing? 
The, co- the brew will be cold. Well, see, I'm a bit of a... Bit for anyone wants a coffee, I put the instant coffee with some cold water not to scorch the coffee. I make sure that the mugs are divided with who has milk, who doesn't, who has sugar, who doesn't, oh so I can word. keep on top of it all. And then I carry two at a time so not to spill them. Oh, my and word. I remember how people, how milky people want things, so I'm, like, dainty with the milk. <laughs> like, it's important to me. But it yeah. is. It so, is important. So if you were my employer, you would have kicked off. I, I would have gone, that's not entirely necessary, pal. We've got a deadline this afternoon. That's kind of what I was told. Yeah. And I was like, but I'm providing a great service here. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, like today at my work, we were taking our time with brews, I must admit. There's a time and a place for careful brewage. That's, I mean, um, that's what happens when you try and use the bike in Pokemon, but you're not allowed to use it. It's just... Oaks words echo. There's a time and a place. I've never. For I used to. I mean, I kind of do like it. Loved Pokemon as a kid. Never played it. I got a Pokemon game for Christmas. That's why. What I this Christmas? This Christmas. Oh, I'm that's nice. Loving it. I oh, feel ten years old again. That's really nice. I was thinking about Pokemon the other day. That it was really. It's just like mystical, cute creatures. It I is. I mean, why can? How could you that not? You force love it? into dog fights. Oh, I was never about the fighting. Just the cards. And the teddies. Oh, okay. I, I was like, how did you play the games then? I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> yeah, I was all about the cards. I never had any teddies, but I mm. learned to read from the cards. Oh. I didn't like books as a kid. Yeah. Love them now, but as a kid, no, I learned to read from Pokemon cards. We'll get you a Pokemon annual. But the best thing was, like, I had really skewed pronunciations of things because I was reading mildly complex words for a six-year-old without understanding. So mm. evolution turned into evolution. Yeah, that's close enough. <laughs> close enough. Evolution. Right, I think we're going to hop out of this... We've got to. We've been ...bucolic village, beautiful, and we're going to go over to Pokemon Con. Yeah. Grab up some cards, and then we're going to have a look, see if I've got any shinies. Yeah, that's I really important. want some shinies. i got... Oh, we'll, be, we'll do a card trade one day. Yeah, have we've you got, got any swapsies? Uh, no, I haven't got... Uh, you haven't got any swapsies? No, sorry. Oh, fucking hell. Rubbish. Keep all the good stuff from me. Let's go. Guess who's back? Right. I'm going to give out a woo woo. Uh, we're going to have a look at the histor hori. Histor hori. The history. All right. Okay. I thought you were meaning to say the histor hori as if this was some kind of sexually degraded person. I mean, that's, that goes without saying anyway, really. But we're going to look at the history of pastoralism. Ooh. Okay. Which is essentially cottage core. Right. So cottage court is not a new thing. It's been something that's been in art, fashion, culture, design for a long ass time, just under different pseudonyms or different variations. And shout out to one of my favourite YouTubers, Karolina Zubowska, um, who's okay. this really cool Polish woman who does loads about fashion history. But she did a great video about sort of his- cottage core history. Uh, as well, which is very nice. Very, no, nice. No, no, no. very nice. Very nice. I'll tell you where I've knowing what it is now. I tell you where I've seen it a lot in popular culture. Mm. Um, is it Mark Jacobs, the perfumer? Oh yes. Who does like Daisy and oh, stuff? It's always like yes. girls running around in the fields, and then it's all oh, very like very so brightly shot and sort of a bit soft and a bit faded. Beautiful. And it always goes <laughs> Daisy. Yeah, I used to really want that perfume when I was little. Because uh, it was like, oh, it's so pretty. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's got and like then the daisy on top. It's that was really the, cool. That was the first perfume I bought for my life. Oh, that's well nice. Well, I, I, it looks gorgeous, but the actual smell of it is quite 
floral, and I don't like floral I, perfumes. I don't think it would suit Gabby now as an adult. Yeah, but, I can't imagine it But as now. like a 15-year-old girl, oh, it 15. made sense. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, that is really nice. No, I, I, um, no, I won't go down that. I'll tell you off air. Okay. About perfumes. Oh. But anyway. <laughs> I'm very excited for that. Yeah. Listeners, uh, we're going to make a Patreon just so you can hear that story. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. That'd be ace, actually. Uh, so bucolic is a really big uh, sort of other way of saying essentially cottagecore. But I don't like bucolic because it sounds too much like buboes to me. What, what's buboes? Oh, like the plague, like a boil, like oh. a plague boil. Yeah, I'm hearing like buponic. Yeah, like, like bubonic. Yeah, or um, like yeah, it, it sounds sort of infected. It's it's not grow. It's not doesn't sound like what it is. No. However, Arcadia is Arcadia, which is quite is like the uh, I think it was the Renaissance that were like super into this concept, and it's pretty much just like a utopian cottage core, living close to nature, ultimate vibe. So Arcadia, according to Greek mythology was the domain of forest god, half-beast, musically gifted, Pan. Yes. So the, the sort of half-goatee, playing his little pan pipes, quite sort of, he's always, like, aroused. Um, and there's a pure wilderness home for him and his court of sexy nymphs. Uh, so it's a version of paradise. It's not an afterlife for us bloody mortals. It's more of a mystical place. But Arcadia... The, the sort of Greeks and then the Renaissance folk sort of went, oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? I'll show you a picture of uh, a depiction of Arcadia. Ooh, which is, okay. it's kind of like Garden of Eden, but we've got a bit of Greek architecture. Yeah, it's quite strange. In the bottom right, it looks like a constable. And then <laughs> yes, as, it as, does. You, as you move to the left, it becomes a bit more like a Lord of the Rings illustration. And then as you get to the top, it looks like Mount Olympus or something. Mm. It's... um. It's like a sort of, like a like a digital merging of images. It's like somebody sort of photoshopped four different paintings together. You've got yeah. like giant waterfalls in the same as like a wooded valley. It just seems strange. There's a lot going on here. But in, in our utopia, there is a lot going on. You've got a nice little lake to have a paddle in. You've got a lovely mountain to look at or maybe climb. There's a nice little wood. There's people frolicking. There's a little bit of pasture of chickens running across it. It's it's utopia. There's babe. always frolicking in in utopic visions, isn't oh, there? Oh, I love a frolic. I don't think I've ever purposely frolicked. Have you not? No. Oh, doesn't really go with my super macho vibe. That doesn't go with chipboard core. No, it doesn't. No, chipboard core is more about sort of like testing how hard the steel toe cap boots can kick mm. wooden posts, chalking your hands before a climb. Yeah, yeah. Like frolicking isn't much of that. Oh, you're missing out. Oh. We'll do a frolic in the hallway as we leave. Yeah, okay. And you'll enjoy the joys of the frolic. Uh, and then we're going to go into Rococo. Uh, Rococo, sort of France, 1730s, reaction against formal geometric styles architecture. Oh, but I've was heard a, of this. Yeah. But when you see Rococo, it's like popular, ornate, frilly, fancy, florally, OTT sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and there was a massive trend for women wanting to be depicted as shepherdesses. Like in the past in art, they were always there. They were always like, oh, yeah, that's cool. But like with Rococo, it became like the thing. Shepherdess? To, yeah. A shepherd that is a woman. A, a woman? A woman. A woman? Um, yeah, so you've got your nice little staff. You've got like a cute little pink frilly number on. You're holding a sheep. Yeah, I was, gonna cool wonder, I was kind of wondering why. Like, like put me in a put me in an agricultural job. 
I want to be a part of the agricultural world. Oh, I mean, they didn't look like they were down and it was actually be doing w- stuff. Wealthy people. Oh yeah, yeah. You're but getting your portrait painted. In the same painted. way that I wear Carhartt things, but probably couldn't <laughs> operate a, a like a many of the tools if yes. I tried. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like the idea of being a tradesman. Prefer the reality of tapping away on a MacBook. Mm. I think that's it with cottagecore. Full stop. In modern cottagecore, is I think if anybody sort of went back back in time and then suddenly went, oh bloody hell, I haven't got Wi-Fi. This is shit. You'd be panicking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the Rococo women of high fashion are sort of like, oh no, isn't this nice? But mm, I'm not going to get dirty. I like the words Rococo. Rococo. It is quite satisfying. It sounds like it could be like a nice sort of. Um, island punch drink. Yeah. Two Rococos on the Rococos. I bet there is a cocktail. A Rococo. Yeah, better yeah. be dead flo- Like that palm of islets, see something. Oh, no thanks. No. But Marie Antoinette. Okay, that the... quickly moved. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just moving us on. But moving Marie Antoinette. On. But Marie Antoinette. So she's sort of a similar sort of time period. Well, a bit later, but, you know, French, whatever. Mm. Um, <laughs> that's my history. What do they know about time? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they're too busy on strike. Yeah, obviously. Or having lunch. Or a revolution. Or revolutionising. But uh, Marie Antoinette, sort of big cheese, um, she also was all about this sort of vibe. And she actually built her own small cottage called Village, the Queen's Hamlet, within the Palace of Versailles, uh, to work as a farm. And she sort of used that when it was all getting a bit much... Uh, she used it to retreat and chill, mm-hmm. hang out with the pals, maybe have a pet of the goat or something, uh, which was quite nice. So I'll show you a quick snapperoonie. Oh, of... that is a chateau if ever I saw it's one. It's cute, isn't it? Well, there's a whole village, so there's quite a lot of does that, Do you think that water wheel's serving any purpose? It does. It was working. It was a working farm where people worked and farmed, and she hung out there oh, to, to take it easy. Do you know what? I've got the perfect real-life example of cottagecore for you. Yeah? Um, as a bit of a family tradition, we go on the Lal Ratty in Ravenglass. Mm. Um, do you know what that is? No. It's a miniature railway that used to service the mines of West Cumbria. Oh, ah, that's well known. So it runs from Ravenglass to Estale. Yeah. Um, drops you off right near the foot of the Hard Knock Pass. Oh, that sounds um, cool. But the, one of the f- as soon as you leave the Ravenglass station, mm. before you reach the next station, which is um, Gable Green, I think it mm. is, um, there's a house that runs right alongside this miniature railway. Mm. And it's got a beautiful water wheel and then oh. a long garden with little bridges coming oh. across. And they've got um, a conservatory that reaches right out to the edge of the tracks. Mm. And every time I look at it, I was like, I want that house. Yeah. It's beautiful. I'd take that. That sounds really good. Love a water but in, wheel. in reference to Marie Antoinette. Uh, Marie Antoinette. In, uh, chateau. How <laughs> you say, uh, amour. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do know more French than just amour. Amour. But it is, isn't it? It's very tasty. It's very mm. twee. It's very sort of um, pretty. Mm. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, even high society, like a bit of cottage core. Um, well, I mean, it's mostly high society, actually, in the past when I think about it. Anyway, so we got, we're, we're speeding through. And then, obviously, you know, when we get to the hippie movement... You know, we've got cool and goofy, nature-based love. We've got sort of elements of cottagecore. 80s, there was a sort of a weird sort of Edwardian, Victorian trend in stuff as well. So that's that's quite nice. 
When you say 80s, do you mean the 1880s? No, the 1980s. Oh, okay. Not like typically, but I think when you actually like deep dive and especially like, so for example, like what my mum would have actually had would be, there were definitely sort of, um, oh, I'm not a fashion expert, I can't describe it, but there is a sort of subsect of 80s fashion and style and design where it's quite edwardian Well, what what we remember is like power dressing, uh, mm. large hair, debutante style dresses. Yeah, lasers. But, but there would be lots on the fringe, like you say. And I can kind of picture what you're saying, this mm. sort of old style of dress. White laciness yeah. i mean i think a lot of sort of typical 80s is quite americanized it's yes. like saying oh the 60s was super groovy and colorful well actually for a lot of pe- people in england <laughs> it leeds, leeds was a construction site <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it weren't the swinging swinging 60s in leeds yeah it wasn't what mad men saw in california and yeah, new york it exactly. was um it was pretty just grey concrete here. Yeah. It was um, mm. a sort of post-war depression. <laughs> yeah, you still had a bit of post-war knocking about. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we're going to go on to my two favourite cottagecore fine art paintings. Oh, okay. Uh, you'll probably recognise both, I would say. All right. So the first one is uh, Rococo, and it's The Swing, which is an oil painting by Jean-Honoré Fragonard. Fragon, Fragon Art, Fragon... I really can't speak today. Fragonard. Are you French? That was beautiful pronunciation. (laughs) (laughs) Fragonard. It's Fragonard, I'm telling you. Hey, Fragonard. Do you know, for my GCSE, I got... I did well in my speaking French. But anyway... If only that teacher could see you now. Oh, I know. Oh, I can picture her now. She was from Tunisia. She was really nice. Is Tunisia French speaking? Yeah. Oh, Oh, clonal bit. We had two. We had we had two out of three of our French teachers were both from Tunisia, actually. Oh, okay. Oh, North Africa, anyway. Um, but so the painting depicts a woman kicking off a shoe as she flies up in a swing. A young man gazes up her skirt, while another man controls the swing with a rope. Um, Very voyeuristic. But you'll recognise it. She's in like a super puffy rococo, yes, white pink thing. She's got a nice little hat. It's in this sort of really flowery, florally garden. Mm-hmm. Um, like little cherub statue in the background. It's like everything's quite blue and green apart from her in the middle, which is like super bright and pink. It's really quite beautiful, it but is, it's very um, cottage core as well. Yes, whoever painted this really understood the the palette. Like mm. the whole background is sort of a misted, bluey green kind of colour. Mm. And then as you come into the foreground, she's this bright punch of like pink and salmon. Mm, yeah. And it is it's really nice. It yeah. is nice, isn't it? And the rosy cheeks of the young lad that's Staring at the um, the wonder zone. <laughs> the wonder zone. <laughs> well, I mean, what else am I going to call it? Uh, the vagina. Well, but she's wearing thick white tights. She is. She's got many layers on. I was going to say, like, he'll at best he'll get a sort of flash of <laughs> flash white of camel toe. <laughs> <laughs> Clothed linen camel toe. Yes, a sort of imprint. Yeah. That, that perhaps a toe may once have existed there. Ah, well, that's probably quite exciting. And for a young lad in, yeah. in this sort of cherub-filled garden, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. I like that the, the sort of old bloke operating this swing, he almost seems quite into it, despite the fact he's getting nothing from it, other mm. than being in a shadow. I think there's a lot of... Oh, I can't remember now, I should have... Um, but there is a sort of proper story behind it. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. What is that flying thing in the air? It's is a that... shoe. She's flicking off a shoe oh. in, in uh, Jollity. I didn't realise that was the shoe. I thought it was like a wind-up like plane or something, <laughs> banking round the corner. <laughs> <laughs> like so, 
another child's knocking about playing yeah. with them. <laughs> we're like a wind-up plane. I don't know. I didn't realise that was the shoe. Well, that's going to hit that statue. Yeah, or him in the face. Yeah, which you it might depend, like. you depends might the angle it. at which she she kicked. I think that. Yeah, I think that'll come yeah, straight down. I think that'll come on her head. It's on possible, head. isn't it? I think he'll sniff that. That'll sort him out for being a voyeur. Dirty Gertie, but it is a really nice, pretty painting in essence. But one of my all-time paintings in general is uh, the painting called Ophelia uh, by oh, British you, artist yeah. Sir John Everett Milias Mobley. <laughs> if only your teacher could see you now. Oh, I know. Mrs. You're doing the Tunisians proud. Whatever she was called. Done 1851. Oh, I should have said the swing was uh, 1767-68. This is a bit later on. Done in oils. Depicts Ophelia, a character from William Shakespeare's play Hamlet, singing before she drowns in a river in Denmark. Uh, I'll spin that round for you there, Chickadee. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's so gorgeous. She's Such in this... Such a good painting. I mean... That horrified face she's holding, mm. as if she's like sort of both taken away by the water, but almost uncaring of it, and mm. the sort of brown of the brambles and the the shape of that dress. Can you imagine trying to paint a dress that is both being held down by body weight but mm. floating because of its lightness and its frill? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And then is it? Are you going to talk about the the? What happened to the model from this painting? Oh, but didn't she a, get hypothermia or something? Apparently so. Yeah. I think that's one of those QI... Yes, moments. yes, it'll be one of them. But apparently, yes. Apparently I wouldn't be the, surprised. The, um, the model got hypothermia because she was made to pose oh, in the river. Yeah. I think it was for like nine hours. Yeah. Um, And she couldn't return the next day because she was too poorly and then later died of hypothermia. It's pretty brutal being an artist model back in the day. It is, isn't it? Uh, but it is a beautiful painting. She's sort of holding these flowers that are scattering away she's in this beautiful dress there's sort of foliage there's a river and it's quite yeah it's sort of quite bleak dark but also really beautiful and it's part of the pre-raphaelite movement woohoo a big favorite in the Locke family oh hmm. me my mum my dad all of it as it pre-raphs oh yeah i was gonna say pre-raphaelites yeah yeah i um i once had a pre-raphaelite tour of manchester museum Ooh. by our tutor tony peart we were nice. there to, like selling the university to oh, possible right. students yeah, yeah. and we went into the museum and there was a sign that said pre-raphaelites and i said oh i don't actually know what that means oh. so i got I'd like a sort of a guided tour around the pre-raphaelite section i was gonna say i bet that's well up tony's street oh, it's yeah, like definitely. arts and crafts movement and then pre-raphs probably is his yeah, main yeah, jobbies very much so nice i i don't think i could have had a more in-depth tour should I have gone to the front desk of the museum and said, <laughs> yeah. could you find me someone that works here to tell me everything about every one of these yeah. paintings? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're not familiar with the Pre-Raphaelites, it was just a group of English painters, poets, art critics, founded 1848. And the artwork is like super elegant, but sort of richly painted, nature-based, lots of ginger, pale women, mm -hmm. sort of looking ethereal. But it's like super naturey, lusciousy, kind of a bit magic realismy sort of vibe. It's the um, the nation's favorite art movement, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, I that's think, interesting. I think that's the commonly understood thing that pre-Raphaelites is like the British public love pre-Raphaelites. Oh, well, I like that. I like that. That's that's nice. That is right. Well, are you ready? You ready now? You ready? That's when mice uh, oh. sing Motown and Soul. I was going to say, I, I was going to sing along, and I was like, wait, what are we singing? <laughs> you ready now? Wait, you're I ready know what you're singing. Now. You're singing. When you're... I met you, 
you were so young. Oh, no, I don't know what you're singing. With a hippie crowd. You're ready now. Have you never? Oh, they play it every Motown song I that in the brickyard. Get ready. Get ready, here I come. Get ready, no. here I come. This is like old I'm soul. On my way. Oh, that gets. Get ready, uh, uh, ready. <laughs> <laughs> we need to start the reality section, don't we? We really. Before I don't we, know. We should sing more crap. I was going to say maybe we should see if we could get hired locally as sort of a a soul double act. <laughs> the uh, Got James no soul. White. James White. Yes, we could be the we could be the uh, backing band for the James White experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be support. Yeah, we'll do support. So we're going to do our section. <laughs> <laughs> so despite being closely linked with getting away from it all, getting away from modern hustle bustle technology, built up things, Kachishko actually has a massive link to something that's super modern, super technological. Technological. Yep. Or technological. Technology, technological. <laughs> uh, technological. I've said that right. Uh, a yeah, lockdown did. thing. Another lockdown phenomenon that I'm also very much into. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh, okay. I wondered what your gateway to all of this was. <laughs> now, I, I own a Nintendo Switch. And at any moment I can turn that on, it'll say that Katie Locke is playing Animal uh, Crossing New Horizons. Yeah, no. And she has got... Over 700 hours in that game? I have between... I haven't checked it recently, but it's between 800 and 900 hours. That is that is getting your money's worth. It's, 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 is, it, is it that much? Yeah, I think the it is. The game is like 50 quid. So if you divide that... <laughs> I like I like to get my money's worth. You know, I'm not a gamer at all. I've never completed a video game, mm-hmm. ever. And not even as a kid. You've probably completed Animal Crossing. Well, it's not really a game you complete. There is, there is a main the quest museum. line. Fill the museum, uh, do the main quest line of sort of getting 10 villagers, KK Slider come in, yeah. all of that. I mean, I've restarted it twice. Twice? Yeah, well, wow. I flattened my island and then... Anyway, I'm getting to the, 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 the nitty-gritty. Yeah. So, the, the, in essence, is that the next game I have is probably like 30 hours in Skyrim. Yeah. And that's been months and months since I've touched it. So this shows how much I'm in Animal Crossing. And if you know me, I'll have chewed your ear off about it but it's really interesting it's it's cottage core super cottage corey um but it's also like really modern technology uh thing i'll show you a picture of some cottage core animal crossing uh wow. screenshot this is literally just this is quite early on in the game before the big uh second update where there's like practically a whole new game so it's sort of quite one of the more original cottage core things and mm-hmm. I'll explain what uh, Animal Crossing is. It's a super cute Nintendo video game where you sort of manage an island with these like little animals that live on there. And it's, you know, Animal Crossing itself has been popular for years and years, but it got even more popular over lockdown because, you know, the latest version has a huge leap in customization and much bigger focus on like design. Like in the past, you sort of, you might work in the coffee shop or yeah. dig fossils, but this is a lot more about making an island how you want it to be. So you could make it look like Las Vegas if you really wanted to. Yeah, it's it's um, and to make it clear, these animals that live on your island they're sort of anthropomorphic. Yes, anthropomorphic. Um They're like humans. Yeah, and they'll <laughs> they'll chat to you, and there's different personalities. Yeah, and there's like two hundred plus villagers you can get. Yeah, isn't yeah. There? Um, I, I think it's got a very big connection to the creative 
community mm. because it's cutesy it's really nicely produced like all mm. the graphics are really neat rounded yeah uh, the ui is really nice mm. it's humorous but yeah like you said the customization and it was a huge huge escape for a lot of people oh massive i feeling, think it saved me at I mean, first lockdown feeling trapped in your house and you're playing this game where you're on your own desert island that you design and you mm. fly to other little desert islands on the dodo you airlines. Meet, you meet your pals on their little desert islands. And, and you, you do little emotes to each other. It's and really stuff. cute. And if, then... If you've ooh. ever... Um, if you were ever the child that went on Habbo Hotel, oh. it's kind of it's kind of that, but yeah. a bit better, a bit more... Yeah. A bit more developed, less cash grabby because you buy the game mm. and you can do everything in the game. You don't have to buy further things. Yeah. Um, it's just cute as well. It is just really cute. Just really cute. It's got very soothing music. If you can mm. remember the sort of jazz that was created for the Wii um, opening sounds. Oh, I love it's that, that tune. that kind of... Um, <laughs> there's a specific name for that Japanese style of jazz, but I can't mm. remember its name now. Um, being our resident jazz fan, oh, I should have known. But. Let me down, let me down. But it's, it's just really cute that cottagecore is like the biggest design like, trend. Yeah, like mainstream, that, isn't it? It's like, every, like you know, I mean, it, it lends itself to cottagecore so wonderfully. But it's from every part of like the furniture you might lay out to fashion because you can design your own clothes or put together little outfits, even down to the choice of animals that you want to live on your island. So like Fauna, who is my favourite, it's like this lovely female deer, doe. Um, she wears this cute little boho dress. She talks about reading and baking. She lives in this like little woodeny cottage style house. Um, you can really fully immerse yourself in cottagecore. What, what was my favourite villager? It was a blue elephant and he was all about going to the gym. Dizzy. No, no. No, no. Um, oh, there's there's two because there's one with the big was it the one with the big cheesy grin yeah yes oh Axel Axel yes oh, I had Axel for a time yes it was I, really cool I loved Axel yeah Dizzy um, and Axel are really cute elephants I the the game was my wife's but I had mm. a little character on the island oh, I had my yeah, own yeah. little house and my house was so like graphic designery all, <laughs> all the floors were tatami and I had like a little record player and stuff yeah um our our shared friend Meg um mm. has the game too. And I gave her a tour and she said, very Vincent. <laughs> that was her review of the That of was her review of your house. Very Vincent. Very Vincent. I think you can put so much personality into this game. Yeah, you definitely can. I think and if you want to mind, I can really know, see the gateway from you to this to Cottagecore. Mm. Like, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's just nice. It's just really nice. But it is also, I'll put it in the oddity section because it's that contrast of... I want to live on a farm. I want to get away from it all, and then spends eight hundred hours looking at a screen. Yeah. It's quite amusing. It's um, <laughs> that I think a thing that a lot of people like of it as well is it links into this this modern trend of being the Renaissance man. Mm. Have you heard of this? Yeah, where you learn how to fix your own plumbing and mm. make your own building. Like you're making furniture and you're finding things and you're building bridges oh. and you're building communities. Yeah. And you're, you're the one looking after everyone. Yes. And sure, that's part of the story and the narrative and that's how it works. But mm. it's really wholesome. Like you build up a museum and it's it's mm. it, you take all the stuff to an owl who's a little bit nerdy but everybody loves. Yeah. And you've got a guy there that runs a shop who people see as a crook but he's actually sort of a financial genius. And yeah. It's 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 really it's got all these different. It's it, I mean it's what you expect from Japanese games if you've watched any of the Studio yeah. Ghibli films. It's very much slice of life, and that's why it's mm. so good. There's no 
big action sequences. There's no jump scares. There's no... Unless a tarantula gets you. Yeah, exactly. But even then, that's gentle. Yeah. You just sit and fish and listen to... Like, I don't know anybody that plays Animal Crossing and listens to other music. They all listen to the in-game music mm. because it's part of the experience. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just right nice. Well, under the net, oh, isn't it right? Right now, right now, right nice. I have been thinking about going back to it and yeah, playing yeah. it a little bit because I, I did enjoy it and all of the sounds are, are so reminiscent of that early lockdown period mm, to me. I think in like 20 years' time, I'm going to like see something from Animal Crossing and the nostalgia wave that's going to hit me yeah. is going to be insane. It's going to be like, I'll hear like even just like the plop of the fish. Yeah. And I'll go, oh, oh, lockdown, <laughs> lockdown. Oh, but also joyous and lovely and cottage when you, when you look back at that first very early lockdown, mm. like April 2020, mm. what, what, what do you feel of it? Because for me, I remember being like, this is so interesting. I'm never going to experience this again. Yeah. Oh, God, it felt it definitely felt like we were experiencing a moment of history. Yeah. like It really was. Cycling to the, like, we didn't drive our car. For four months. Oh, that's good. We cycled good. to the supermarket because you couldn't buy a lot because people have panic bought stuff. So yeah, we'd yeah. cycle and get some bread and some toilet roll. Get your bits. Yeah. And well, that was your daily outing. Yeah, pretty much. That was what you did. <laughs> that was the main event of the day. Yeah, you went out to the supermarket and there was like this sort of... I remember when it had just been locked down, we went for a walk and nobody was driving anywhere mm. because everything had stopped. Oh, it was wonderful. It was amazing, it was wasn't it? It was so nice. I remember just like cycling through the streets yeah. of Denton Elm, just going, oh, this is this is utopic. This is Arcadia. This is pre-fall of the humankind. It's, it's funny <laughs> how quickly things have returned to somewhat of normality. Sure, COVID cases are rising at the moment mm. because of... I mean, you could listen to this in two years' time, and if I just say the new variant, it will be relevant to whatever's going on at the time. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have rest of our lives, there'll be... Yeah, there'll be things going around, because the part, the reason why we had COVID-19 is because it was discovered in 2019, COVID or the coronavirus has been around for years because it mm. mutates really well. Um, but the, the, that utopic feeling of the everything seems really clear, It's for some reason it was lovely weather... It was, it was so lovely weather. Well, there were no cars about, and everybody was seeming to care for one another. Mm. Like, uh, sure, there was terrible things going on. You could oh, hear about people dying and so on. But God awful things the, happening. The sense of community that came out of that, mm. and the care. You know, I I didn't go out and clap for the NHS because I'd rather they just got a bloody pay rise than me stand and bang some pans at my front door. Mm. But the the reality that someone on our street that works for the for the service industry, mm. works as a nurse or whatever, has this respect that people would applaud them. Yeah, yeah. You know, sure, it died out eventually because people didn't want to applaud the the, the uh, people <laughs> yeah. working to save them day to day every single week. But yeah, it was just... I When I look back, it, it's fraught with some areas of stress and depression yeah. because of what was going on. Oh, absolutely. But in the same vein, sitting at home, chatting to friends over the internet and playing Animal mm. Crossing together is one of my favourite highlights. And I didn't realise that, like, that was so linked to Cottagecore. I didn't realise yeah, yeah. what I was doing was part <laughs> of this movement. It's Cottagecore. I mean, it's yeah, it sort of came up through lockdown with Cottagecore. So Animal Crossing, Cottagecore goes hand in hand with lockdown especially that early lockdown, because the Switch <clears throat> not long had come out, 
I think. It had been out for oh, the, a while. The, the game out. had just come out. The, the Switch had been out for like two years that was or so. It. Yeah, yeah. But it sold out everywhere because everyone wanted one. Yeah, it took me a hot minute to find. Yeah, it took me I a I got while Switch well. Lite and it was a hot minute to find it. But yeah, no, there's definitely elements from first lockdown that would have been nice to keep flowing through. Oh, like on my whole Some life elements. changed. I went from employed to unemployed to oh, self-employed. Gosh, yeah. Like it, it all changed. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think for me, sort of uh, work-life balance, what's actually important. Yeah. Um, the, the, well, that's it. That's I got that feeling of, wouldn't it be nice if I could find a way to financially be able to live like this? Mm. If I could... Oh, God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if, what's, what's your dream career? Furlough. Well, not so much furlough, <laughs> I guess. More just I like, get you. I get if you. I could live by the means of a reduced financial thing, yeah. so I didn't have to worry day to day and I could just go and enjoy myself. Because mm. I, I started looking into things like um, post-capitalism, mm. uh, the anti-work movement. Mm. You know, if, if we all given a good amount of money as a universal basic income, would people start building community gardens mm. would people start caring for the elderly as part of a responsibility rather than having to be paid to do it it was one of those things where it's like yeah it's super utopic but i love the idea that oh, yeah um what is it financially independent retire early fire yes Have you heard of that before yeah. um where you save lots of money and you can retire at like 35 ah, i'm not great. gonna do it because i love being a designer. Well, I mean, being a creative, you always are. Yeah, exactly. You always are. You never, you know, I don't need to really worry about a pension because hopefully I'll be Working until you're 85. I'll be drawing. <laughs> but um, the, the concept of having that financial stability of, okay, well, I only need 400 quid a month mm. and everything else is sorted. That'd be great. Oh, God, yeah. And I think that's why people of Cottage Court is the concept of what do you do every day? I wake up, feed my farm animals... Make sure my crops are going well. Do a bit of baking. Make some jam for the cake. Do a bit of reading. Uh, then check on the animals again. And then it's tea time, and you're having a nice little G G and T in your garden. Mm. You know, I think that's that sort of oh, wouldn't that be nice? Away from the hustle and bustle of work, work, work. Wash your pots. Make some tea. Work. Feed. Pay the bills. Work. Work it. Work it. Um, <laughs> I think everybody thinks oh, that'd be nice. I mean, it's like van life. Hashtag van life. Uh, the the idea of, of it is fantastic. The idea. I bet of the it. reality of it isn't as great. Oh God, no. no. I think I think I could do van life just me, mm. but me and a wife, or me and a family. Ooh, no way. It'd have to be a big van. It's it's <laughs> just the. I feel like I can I can deal with small spaces when it's just me, but mm. if I have to share it with someone, I'm super irritable. You've just got a lot of stuff. Yeah, I get like I've got a record collection. Where the bloody hell would I keep that? Oh my god, you'd have to get rid of it for that no, life. There's no record collection in a van, is this there? This is the harsh realities of cottage core. But should we leave the listeners on? I want you to 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 dream of what elements of cottage core would you like to put in your life that could cheer you up? It might be going for a little walk in the park and going instead of listening to podcasts, take your headphones out and listen to the birds. Or you might think, oh, I fancy some croissants for Sunday breakfast. Oh, I might have a go at baking them. That might be fun. Do you know what I was about to say? My dream of cottage core life yeah. would be to have a property in the Alps. Ooh. Um, just a small property. That'd be nice. Yeah, I'd take uh, that. I can wake up in the morning, go to the blancherie, mm. 
get like pan au chocolat, get oh. some croissant, take them home Lovely. and just sit and have a coffee looking out on like the, you know, like an oh. alpine view. Glorious. Glorious. I don't think it's achievable, but that would be... I know that when we go away and go skiing with my parents, we four of us stay in a van, mm. but I still reminisce about walking down the snow footpath to get oh. the get the stuff from the oh. boulangerie. Like absolutely muddling my way through an order. Yeah. Bonjour madame. Mm. Uh je voudrais deux croissants et deux uh, pain au chocolat. Uh, merci. Uh, and then she tells me the price and it's too fast and, and, so I, and I, I just look at the till and she just holds up the five so i give her five euro and she gives me the change very nice yes well we can have <laughs> Alp- <laughs> a bit of french role play for you there there you go we could do alpine core oh, next week that's got to be something that's that'd be something brilliant well i think that that sums everything up we'll leave you in the boulangerie yes. in alps having a nice croissant Whoa. lovely nice like a proper black coffee yeah like the continental yes. the continental folk do a good coffee could unblock a snotty nose oh kind of stand a spoon upright in it yeah exactly that we're talking thicker than bovril <laughs> that sounds great let's go before Katie takes oh, off oh love it love it love it love it